If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 7. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 7. I'm going to read this passage for you and then we can all read this together. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 7. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. Can we all read this word together? 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 7. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. Amen. This is a very practical passage that contains some lessons on keeping our prayer life strong. We're going to meditate on this passage and see what the Lord has to speak to us today. And in this passage, we see Peter. How many of you know Peter? Not your friend Peter, but the, one of the 12 disciples of Jesus. One of the famous characters in the New Testament. He writes this practical advice to the church saying, be serious and watchful in your prayers. You know, when we read this verse at first, we may think, okay, I understand what Peter is talking about. We may think, okay, I know what he's talking about. But if you look at it carefully, and if you interpret it, it has a more specific meaning. In fact, if you look at this passage, this passage is one of the best examples of why we need biblical interpretation. Many times we can read a text and we can think, oh, I know it. And then when you study it, you'll realize, oh, it's very different from what I knew. So this passage, if you look at the specific meaning, now based on the Greek words that Peter uses in this passage, this is what it means in short. It means preserve your prayer life. What does it mean? Preserve your prayer life. So in short, what Peter is saying here is this, the end of all things is near, so preserve your prayer life. When you think of prayer or when you, when you you know, pray, you should understand that prayer is one of the most basic activity of the Christian life. In fact, it is so basic that sometimes we forget to do it. It is so basic that sometimes we skip prayer. And sometimes what we do is we just say a certain set of words and we feel like, okay, I've prayed for today. Peter is writing to the church saying, hey, listen, preserve your prayer life. Because if the enemy wants to attack a believer, the first thing he will do is that he will weaken their prayer life. If the enemy wants to attack you, the first thing he will do is he will make your prayer life weak because he cannot stand against the one who prays. See, we sang this song, Shepherd of My Soul. The more you pray, you know what happens? God becomes your master. God becomes your shepherd. The lesser you pray, you become your own shepherd. That is why we see all these New Age movements telling us, you are the God of your own life. It is one of the most... <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's, it's a bad thing. <laughs> don't, even, don't even think of such things. Because there can be only one person who can lead us, that is Jesus himself. And so the more we pray, God becomes a shepherd. And so when the enemy wants to attack us, he weakens our prayer life so that we lose the guidance from the Lord. The moment prayer becomes weak in your life, fights will start. The moment prayer becomes weak, anger will begin to fill our hearts. The moment prayer becomes weak, hatred will begin to fill our hearts. If you ever notice anger increasing in your life, if you ever notice hatred increasing in your heart, remember this, that somewhere you have failed to pray. 
it's a sign of a lack of prayer the enemy targets your prayer life so that he can eventually destroy your life and so peter's advice is this preserve your prayer life because the biggest challenge with our prayer life is consistency the kind of prayer we make on a sunday morning is not the same on a friday morning the kind of prayer we make in the beginning of the month is not same at the end of the month because the challenge that we face in our prayer life is consistency there are times when our prayer feels very powerful like we sense god is right there sometimes when we pray we feel so dry feeling as if we are lost there are days when we feel like our prayer is not even going beyond the ceiling we feel like our life is in turmoil and sometimes you'll be even discouraged the challenge we face to our prayer life is consistency amen are you with me yes. see i don't know where your prayer life is today but as i was preparing this word god put a not give a sense in my heart saying that he's going to strengthen some of your prayer lives today I don't know where and how weak you might have fallen but we serve a God who strengthens the strengthens the weak ones. He's not the one who will discard the weak. Rather he's there by the side to strengthen them. So if you if you feel like you're going through a time of life where you've grown weak in your prayer life, I believe as you hear from this word, God will rebuild your prayer life so that you can preserve it so that you can be consistent in your prayer life. Amen. Let's go back to the text 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 7. It says like this but the end of all things is at hand therefore be serious and watchful in your prayers. So Paul begins with this statement saying the end of all things is at hand. If you look at this statement the first one where he says the end of all things is at hand this statement was one of the was a very familiar statement back in the first century AD. Now keep this in mind 2000 years ago they used this statement saying the end is at hand which means Jesus is going to come soon so 2000 years has passed by has Jesus come not yet he's going to come very soon you may not know maybe tomorrow also paul writes to the church at philippians saying lord is near james writes saying the coming of the lord is near john the disciple of jesus writes saying that people are living in the last hour And so we find all these statements in the New Testament saying the end is at hand Jesus is coming soon we are living in the last times we find statements like this but as we look at what is happening today Jesus hasn't come yet and sometimes we can look at the statement and say is Jesus really going to come anytime soon I don't think so 2000 years has gone by and I don't know maybe after my marriage he'll come or maybe after you know my children get married he'll come we may even keep a deadline we may even put a timeline for god one thing we must clearly understand as we look at this text is that this was a jewish thought where they believed that jesus will come back anytime soon that the messiah will come back anytime soon so when paul writes he writes with this thinking that in the same century jesus will come back in the same century he's going to come back and take them to be with him forever and so because of that thought they always wrote this statement saying the end is at hand the end is at hand now we may be wondering why am i going into it you know corona virus is going around uh, we don't know what the virus is going to come i'm not speaking about the end times but i'm speaking about being prepared because you see the early church was focused on being prepared when jesus comes 
but the church today has become prepared to live the best life now how can i live my best life today how can i you know have that build that house that i want we are more focused on life on earth but the early church always lived with this mindset that tomorrow if jesus comes i have to be ready if tomorrow if jesus shows up with his trumpets and with his orchestral bands man i'm going to go they wanted to be like that they wanted to be ready but you see years that have years have passed by thousands of years have passed by our thought of jesus is coming back somewhere become a little lukewarm it's like okay he's going to come hasn't come yet but i i hope he'll come someday you know so so somewhere we fail to have that preparation in our life but the early church always lived with this mindset that jesus will come anytime soon and we have to be ready and that is why peter writes like this saying but the end of all things is at hand be therefore therefore be serious and watchful in your prayers now if you if you look at romans chapter 3 verse 12 i'm going to share some passages with you i would love for you to write this down romans 13 12 it says like this the night is far spent the day is at hand therefore let us cast off the works of darkness so you see the early church was all about being prepared for christ when christ comes we have to go with him if you look at philippians chapter 4 verse 5 it says let your gentleness be known to all men and then the lord is at hand be gentle because tomorrow jesus is going to show up the coming of jesus is at hand be in a good attitude if you read james chapter 5 verse 8 it says you also be patient establish your hearts for the coming of the lord is at hand so you see the kind of preparation and the kind of mindset that they were living in how many times do we live with that mindset jesus is going to come and let me go to church prepare myself how many times do we even come with that mindset but the early church always lived with this idea that we have to be prepared because jesus will come any time if you read revelation chapter 1 verse 3 it says blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it for what the time is near so statements like these kept reminding the early church that the time is near and that they have to be prepared for the life that is going to come in eternity if you look at the false gospel that is floating around in our world today false gospel will always highlight your life on earth it will it will not highlight the eternity all the time it will highlight on how you can live a prosperous life how you can have the the money that you desire there there are people who are coming up with supernatural weight loss have you heard of it supernatural weight loss they will pray for you and you will feel a uh, uh, heat coming over your body and uh, your pants will become loose this is true it's happening uh, i don't know i'm, I'm, sh- I'm you're all good people <laughs> i'm glad you don't know about all those things but you see a lot of things are happening in our world today where they say that there is nothing that is impossible for god uh, and so he can even reduce your weight you know we we have to shut down all the gyms you know uh, there there are people here doing power lifting working really hard and we we really have to pray for them that they can lift it supernaturally amen <laughs> see see the false gospel that is floating in our world today highlights your best life on earth now but you see the way that church started was all about jesus is going to come and i have to be prepared and so back in the first century ad christianity meant do or die either you follow christ or or you, or you just live in the world 
because following christ meant putting your life at risk because back in the day if you're a christian you may not act, have access to even the marketplace you can't go around to a mall shopping because back in the day if you have to enter inside a mall today you have to just pay a parking ticket just pay parking and you enter in but back in the day if you have to enter into a marketplace you have to say the prayer to the gods and as a christian will you say you may not say and so being a christian meant going through all those harsh conditions of life but in spite of all of that they focused on one thing jesus is going to come and we have to live with that sense of preparation so peter goes on to say be serious and watchful in your prayers see one of the best ways to prepare ourselves for the return of jesus is that we have to build a lifestyle of prayer we have to build a lifestyle of prayer where our prayer life is really strong see the bible says like this in luke chapter 21 verse 36 it says watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the son of man what does the bible command us watch therefore and pray always you jump to the last part of the verse it says to stand before the son of man pray always so that you can be prepared to meet jesus and that is why peter is saying here pray peter is saying pray amen are you with me do you know the enemy loves people who don't pray if you do not know about that subject we're going to touch on demonology very soon in our bible study session i would encourage you to come and be a part of it he loves people who goes to church you know who go to church sing praise god in the public but when it comes to the private life no prayer don't open your bible in your private life but when you come to the church they might be the best worshiper and the enemy loves people like that because the lesser we pray the more the enemy will be successful in distracting us that is why we can come to church week after week but if there is no private time of prayer we'll keep falling back into the same sin over and over and over again like we know when we come to church the word convicts us god speaks to us saying son leave that relationship leave this sin leave that and we're like okay god i'm going to do it but the moment we step out of church we don't have that strength in us because we don't have a personal lifestyle of prayer amen are you with me but on the contrary if you live according to god's word if you watch and pray at all times what will happen is you will have the strength to overcome the temptations of this world because as long as you live temptations are going to be there but if you live a lifestyle of prayer temptations will come to you but you will have strength from the lord to overcome see that is why matthew chapter 26 verse 41 says keep watch and pray so that you will not give into temptation if you ever wondering how do i overcome temptation in your life the solution is simple build a lifestyle of prayer build a life where you will always keep praying and seeking the lord if you look at the life of jesus when he was on this earth he he always prayed why did he pray so that he can fulfill the will of the father see prayer empowers us prayer empowers us to live the life that god has called us to live and so that is why it's the most important thing the enemy tries to destroy from your life amen 
some of you might be thinking the pastor is talking about the enemy too much today uh, we are going to focus on jesus but i want you to understand the strategies of how the enemy works see paul says like this in his letters he says for we are not unaware of his schemes in other words paul knew how the enemy will come to attack him if we can realize that prayer is the first thing that will get attacked in my life you will remain strong so when your prayer life grows weak you know what you'll do i'm immediately going to pray you'll 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 go sit in prayer for some time but if you're not aware of how the enemy works you know what will happen you will think okay tomorrow i'll come back and pray and by the time tomorrow comes in the night something will happen that is so disastrous that next day you won't even feel like praying the moment your prayer grows weak you have to understand the enemy is up to something in your life because prayer empowers us to do god's will and lack of prayer will lead us into a path of distraction that is why so many of us struggle with this unnecessary thought going on in our mind we sit down we don't have a peace in our hearts why because somewhere prayer is out of our life we are not preserving our prayer life but rather we are postponing prayer You see nobody wakes up in the morning and thinks to themselves saying okay I feel really tired today I'm going to call my HOD or manager and say I'm not going to come How many of you have done that But how many of you have skipped prayer thinking okay today I'm I'm delayed let me come back and pray in the night How many of you have done that I don't raise your hands <laughs> You all know your situation Because the first thing that we always skip The first thing that we always postpone is anything to do with Bible or God. We place a higher priority on the things of the world. And we don't realize where we are facing losses. I tell you church, as as a Christ follower, even if you f- fail to pray for one morning, even if you fail to pray for one morning, anything can happen. I'm not threatening you, but this is the reality. I've shared this in church. You see, one day I was arguing with my wife. like having a strong argument and one day I was you know throwing some strong arguments my wife had one statement to ask she asked me did you pray today i stopped because the reason why i was arguing is because i didn't pray the reason why i was even saying anything harsh is because i didn't pray the moment you fail to pray you start to look at faults of people you know you look at that person or oh, that person like what is he you know if you don't pray you will start hating people around you and so that is why the bible is telling us keep watch and pray at all times and even the bible in the book of ephesians it says be filled with the spirit pray in the spirit at all times many of us might think okay praying in the spirit means speaking in tongues no it has nothing to do with tongues in fact it's a beautiful way of praying of being led by the spirit where you go where you go into a time of prayer and say god i want to pray for one hour please help me and the holy spirit will move in your heart in such a way that you will pray for the next two hours not even realizing the time that has gone by that's the kind of life that we must have that's the kind of prayer life that we must live but if we keep if we keep skipping prayer if we keep if if we keep postponing prayer what will happen is problems will keep mounting one upon another one upon another we won't even know god where to solve it or how to solve it but the moment you come to god and and just remain in his presence all those problems that are like a mountain in your in your life will begin to melt away you will be in, you will be in prayer but as 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 you seek the lord God will fight the battles for you. 
Now, this is a lesson that I've been learning all my life. Don't fight your battles. Don't start arguments with people. Rather, be in the presence of God and God will deal with them. Amen? Are you with me? Israel is standing in front of the Red Sea behind other Egyptians waiting to capture them, take them back into the land. But in that moment, Moses says, inspired by the Lord, he says, the Lord will fight for you and you have to pick up some weapons and give. No. The Lord will fight for you. You only have to be still. If you can remain in the presence of the Lord, if you can remain in prayer, God will solve every situation in your life. Every hopelessness will cease when you look unto the Lord and say, God, here I am in your presence when you spend time in prayer. Amen. See, there are a couple of things before I speak on how to preserve your prayer life. I want to talk about a couple of things that are an enemy to our prayer life. The first enemy to our prayer life is pride. See, pride is a way of lifting yourself higher than even God sometimes. Practically, when pride enters your heart, what happens is prayer slowly grows weak. Because pride always works against God and his ways. Pride will never go along with the will of God. And that is why the Bible says clearly that God stands against. So if there is pride in your heart, who stands against that? <laughs> not your parents, not your friends, but God himself. He stands against the proud because what pride does is that it puffs you up to a point where, you, where it builds your life against God himself. If you meet atheists, I don't know if you've ever debated with an atheist, but they are proud. They are proud. You know why? Because they think they know better. Sooner or later, they'll realize they know not nothing. Amen. See, pride will kill your prayer life. Get rid of pride from your life. Don't let pride have a room in your heart. If it's there in your heart, you cannot preserve your prayer life. Amen. See, when pride is growing in your heart, you'll sit in prayer but you'll never be able to pray for more than five minutes continually. Pride will keep blocking your prayer life. Amen. The second thing that will kill your prayer life is this. Fear. Fear can often destroy your prayer life. When fear enters our heart, we will spend time thinking, what if this happens or what if that happens? What if they do this to me? What if they do that to me? What if coronavirus, you know, all that thought goes on in our mind. When fear enters... It will play with our mind so much that it will be very comfortable to sit down and think than pray. Very comfortable to just sit in the corner of our room, turn, turn, turn the lights off, you know, just sit in the corner of our room and think about all the miserable things that might happen to us. Fear will keep us away from prayer. The third thing that will kill prayer in our life is anxiety. See, anxiety is a package of worries, fear, hopelessness faithlessness, doubts and everything. When anxiety enters into our life, prayer has no room. Many times it may seem normal to be anxious, but if you are someone who is struggling with anxiety, I want to let you know that anxiety is not normal. In fact, you are losing out on your prayer life that you may not even realize today. That is why it's very imp important to take anxiety out of our heart because when anxiety comes, prayer goes away. Amen. See, if you desire to preserve your prayer life, 
you have to avoid doing these things or having such place for these things in your heart and as god's children i can uh, let me tell you this that you have to do everything possible everything possible to keep your prayer life strong sometimes you know we take prayer too lightly sometimes all we want is people to pray for us we we go around telling please pray for me please pray for me but how much time do you spend praying for yourself zero or almost maybe just a 5% sometimes you're just so good at giving prayer requests sometimes what happens we feel like we've reached this height in our christian life where prayer is no more important i don't know if you've met people like that if you want to meet people like that go to bangalore spend one month i'll i'll give you the location you can visit <laughs> you'll you'll meet people like that like bro i'm with the lord man i'm i'm moving in the supernatural <laughs> really meet some characters there sometimes you know we sit down in prayer and all all that comes to our mind is the list of things we have to do have you ever had that thought the moment you sit down in prayer you'll remember your assignments <laughs> you'll remember your uh, uh the whom you had to call and didn't call that day all that will come back to mind and immediately what will happen we'll pick up our phone we'll do something when that happens to you remember it is a tactic of the enemy to keep you from prayer see prayer is the highest priority not your friends not your family let me say this even not your parents i'm also a parent now my father in law also <laughs> let me tell you prayer is the highest priority it doesn't matter who goes under loss you pray first put god first because when you spend time with the lord he will take care of everything but if you don't spend time with the lord you have to take care of everything it's a hassle that is why so many of you are under, are under stress because you're trying to work it all out for yourself but god says come to me put your burdens on me you know spend time with me everything will go well in your life look at the life of moses i don't know if you've ever been a leader in your class maybe you had some 60 people or 70 people or 100 or 150 or maybe you're team leader of some group or whatever there was one leader who had 20 lakh people to manage can you imagine his his fate like he will ask how many of you want to have chicken for dinner today just imagine 20 lakh voices one will say no another one will say yesterday only we had this you know all these things you know the, the, he, he was going through a tough time as a leader so challenging that god told him to speak to the rock he went in struck the rock and i look at the life of moses he was able to be who he was as a leader because he spent time with the lord you look at his life it says that he would talk to god as a man would talk to his friend just just imagine the kind of relationship that moses had with god that made his life easier your life and the tasks your studies your work everything will become easy if you can learn to preserve your prayer life but what do we do we think if i can work hard and then come and pray it will work out no it will be even more tedious for you but when you spend time in prayer you go to your workplace you will have the wisdom to do everything one after the other amen Amen. Are you with me? See church we are living in the last days. We are living in the last days. We don't know when Jesus might come. And let me tell you this. You and I cannot afford to have a poor prayer life. You and I cannot afford to have a poor prayer life. If you're someone who is reading these 16th century prayers, put it away. If you're someone who who's following these traditional set of prayers, put it away. you may wake up in the morning and say the lord's prayer 
by the way lord's prayer is is something that jesus taught this is how this is a pattern of prayer not the exact words you should use all the time sometimes we may think okay father lord's prayer i said it done you know, some mighty prayer you know. this jesus said this is how you should pray take some principles from that speak the words from your heart many times we follow these traditional prayers and we think that okay the 16th century man wrote this it's very powerful or this prophet wrote this prayer if i say this prayer miracles will happen nothing prayer is your heartfelt word to the lord even if you don't know how to pray just say jesus for 10 minutes your life will change even if you don't know what to say just whatever way you can say it to the lord he is ready to hear from you and not others words amen you and i cannot afford to have a poor prayer life many times our prayer life is all about you know reading a bible verses and then immediately posting it on social media shut your phone down switch off your phone we may think it's a ministry you know sharing the word with others first minister to yourself spend time in the word see i know preachers i know preachers who have have written sermons daily devotions for years even before they got one opportunity to stand on stage i know preachers who have read the bible for years even before they stood on stage and preached one sermon your life and my life is not about the talents or or what we can share immediately sometimes you know limit yourself from sharing what you have to do is just say lord you've put a word in my heart work that word through in my heart and sometimes what you have to do is you have to take one verse and meditate on it for one week you may think what is there in one verse lord is my shepherd i shall not want what is there but as you meditate on it i can tell you you will you will you will learn marvelous things that you've never learned before one of my mentors wrote a thesis of one verse from the book of revelation one verse 72 pages he wrote about one single verse you may think does the verse have so much of course it does bible is too rich is very rich it's so deep that we have to live on it walk by it every day consume it to understand what god has to speak to us amen many times we are quick i say i i tell the worship team all the time that it's not about what you can do on stage see our our, our the beats the chords you know the singing the harmonies everything is beautiful but our public ministry will be useless if there is no prayer in the private you can come on stage do whatever you can dance but if our private life is not filled with prayer whatever we do in the public will be very ineffective amen let me say this today we have too many daily devotion christians i know some of you send daily devotions i really encourage you to do that but you know that that it's growing every group on whatsapp has a daily devotion i appreciate that but but remember this it's good to do ministry but don't enter into public ministry unless you spend time in private for years with the lord the saddest thing that often happens in ministry is that ministries begin to preserve their public face rather than their private time and what happens is they preserve the public so face so much that eventually they begin to fail what we do in the private is way more important amen are you with me we cannot have a poor prayer life our ministry our life has to be so much about the private prayer life 
It's all about what we do in the secret when nobody's watching. Are we still praying? All that you do on stage, all that you do in a church doesn't matter. What do you do in your private time? Do you have a strong prayer life? That is what will make you stand strong in your workplace, in your ministry. Whatever you do, your private prayer life is what makes you stand. Amen? See, I've learned this one thing. God never puts a man on stage who hasn't spent time with him in the private the saddest thing, you know, I'm talking about false Christianity, false Christian movements. Let me say this. There are so many people in ministry today who have called themselves into ministry. God has not called them. Please don't feel bad I'm speaking negative. This is the truth. And what I see is people are going, you know, to be part of them and, you know, eventually their faith is destroyed. There are so many people who are carried away by false teaching and false doctrines. If you haven't spent time in the private, God will not use you in the public. If you want to be effective in life, remember this. Preserve your prayer life. Do you want to be a good student? Do you want to be effective at what you're doing? Do you want to be a better employee? Preserve your prayer life. The biggest challenge we face is to keep that prayer life going. The biggest challenge we face is, God, how do I keep it consistent? See, many times we desire but our desire never comes to fruition because somewhere we keep losing that consistency. And as we look at this first Peter chapter 4 verse 7, we get two lessons on how to keep our prayer life alive. I want to go into this text quickly because we are running out of time. If you go to first Peter chapter 4 verse 7, this verse gives us two words. First Peter chapter 4 verse 7. It says, therefore be serious that's the first word and second watchful the first way to preserve our prayer life is to take our prayer life very seriously you have to take prayer life or you have to see your prayer life as a serious job if you look at psalm 119 verse 147 in the new living translation it's it's written this way the psalmist says i rise early before the sun is up i cry out for help and put my hope in your words if I had to read this from, the, from a contemporary English version, it says like this, but even before sunrise, I pray for your help. If you have to wake up at 3.45 in the morning, it takes a lot of commitment. If, if you have to wake up, you know, today's generation, we wake up after the sun comes out and even the day is bright, and, you know, that is when we realize, okay, I have to wake up now. But you look at the psalmist, what does he say? Even before sunrise, I pray for your help. If you're a man or a woman who takes prayer seriously, you'll be waiting for that morning time so that you can spend time with the Lord. I've prayed in the morning, I've prayed in the afternoon, I've prayed all night, I've done everything. But I can tell you, morning times are one of the most special moments of prayer. When you wake up in the morning, even before the sunrise, just seek the Lord and receive a word from Him. I tell you, it will change your life forever. Many times we skip that and do prayer according to our convenience. And that is why we look at our life, it is still very stagnant. You look at the commitment that Psalmist had. He says, I rise early, even before the sunrise. What do I do? I pray for your help. I'm praying saying, God, help me today. Give me the strength I need for today. It's a life where he has taken prayer seriously. Amen. If you look at Psalm 88 verse 13, it says, But to you I have cried out, O Lord, in the morning my prayer comes before you. 
look look at the life of these men it is as if, it is as if their morning never goes without prayer but but the saddest thing that happens in our life today is that we have to check whatsapp status we have to see who has posted we have to see whose life is better than mine or we have to see what are people up to the best thing you can do in your life is put all your devices away and seek the lord and say god help me today i pray i cry out to you for help i tell you that's that's a beautiful life that's a beautiful life i i, I can share a lot of personal stories and testimonies but i limit that i don't want to go into that but i want you to know that prayer with seriousness because see when prayer is combined with seriousness what will happen is you will put prayer before everything if you're really serious about prayer you will not postpone prayer if you're really serious about prayer let me tell you this you will take even a day off and sit in prayer many times we 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 are so much into i tell you you can work all your life and you'll reach the end of your life and realize that my spiritual man has been starving you'll reach the end of your life and realize my spiritual man has been starving and someone will try to scramble and you know learn something and someone will try to bring it back but the days you can spend your prayer time when you're young is very precious the time that you spend is very precious when you're young because god is one of the best best people that you can find at this age you may you may sometimes you know trade it for the world you may think okay i want this friend i want that friend i want to be that way and you may put away your spirituality just so that you can enjoy but one day i tell you you will realize that you've done a big mistake and even when you go to god he'll take you back but those days when you're younger when you spend time with the lord are one of the most precious moments of life take your prayer life seriously Psalm says like this in Psalm 130 verse 6 he says my soul waits for the lord more than those who watch for the morning yes more than those who watch for the morning you see how how these men were after the lord how david was after the lord god says he's a man after my own heart which means that he's a man who will do everything i tell him to do Psalmist is after the Lord saying my soul waits for the Lord more than those who wait for the morning. How how is your prayer life today? Have you taken it seriously? Or is it always the last thing that you do in your day? If you haven't developed the habit of praying early in the morning, develop it today. This is the best age to develop certain disciplines. Wake up in the morning. I tell you uh, try not to sleep after 5:30 in the morning amen <laughs> i'm like oh my god that's a very bad advice <laughs> i will rather sleep at 5:30 in the morning but not <laughs> netflix has some new series and uh, hotstar has something i tell you i was talking to someone recently and 60% of the downfall is because of netflix 60%. See, many of you may not understand this. There's a lot happening with these media companies like Netflix and uh, even Apple TV has come out. They are pushing certain types of content so that people will watch it more. If you if you go to Amazon Prime, Amazon Video, you will find the filthiest films on the top of the list. 
and you will find family content after 15 minutes of searching. All these companies are pushing filthy content so that your mind can be filthy. And you are spending so much time with Netflix. That is why you cannot wake up in the morning. That is why you are not able to be a better student. Learn to put all these habits away. It may seem very cool today, but one day you will you, be regretting all the times that you have lost. Sleep early, wake up early and the first thing you do is seek the Lord. Just tell God, I want to spend time with you. And even, even if you, let me tell you, quality prayer is not about how long you pray. Sometimes you think, okay, I have to pray for one hour. And we start praying and we feel like, oh God, I've finished one hour of prayer. We look at the clock, five minutes have gone by. And we are so discouraged, Lord, 55 minutes is left. What am I going to pray for? The five minutes have run out of all prayer requests. All my friends are prayed for. I don't know who else to pray. I tell you, quality prayer is not about how long you pray. It's about how well you pray. Just go into the presence of God and say, God, here I am. I'm in your presence. I want to worship you for some time. Help me pray. Begin your prayer that way. I tell you, you will have an enjoyable time of prayer. You may have prayed for 15 minutes that day. You may have even prayed for 5 minutes that day. But your heart will be rejoicing with joy. Your heart will be filled with so much peace that even though a challenging situation comes to you, you'll be able to overcome easily. Amen? Amen. Prayer is important. And the question you have to ask yourself is, am I taking it seriously? How is my prayer life today? If I'm taking it seriously, I tell you, you will be blessed. There is a blessing in just seeking the Lord. Psalm 1 says like this, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the seat of sinners, but delights himself in the Lord. And on his law, what does he do? He meditates day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the streams of water that will give its fruit in season. You want to be blessed? Don't pray for financial breakthrough. If you want to be blessed, don't pray for a new house. Spend quality time with the Lord. It will change your life forever. Amen? Amen? Second way to preserve your prayer life is this. Second way to preserve your prayer life. Be watchful. If you decide to preserve your prayer life or if you want to be consistent, you have to be watchful. Now, if you look at the word watchful or watch and pray, Jesus uses these words time and time again in the Gospels. If you go to Matthew 26, 41, it says, watch and pray. It's a very familiar passage. I'm sure all of you know. Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. So this word watch and pray is something that we have to unpack and learn about preserving our prayer life. See, Jesus uses this term, I'm going to go a little quickly, ask that you follow along. Jesus uses this term in Luke chapter 21, verse 34 to 36. In verse 34, he says like this, But take heed to yourselves, lest your heart be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life, and that day come on you unexpectedly. Verse 35, For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the earth. Verse 36, Watch therefore and pray. If you're on the Bible app, please underline that passage. Watch therefore and pray. Always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things will come to that will come to pass. In other words, if you want to escape from sin, if you want to escape from addiction, if you want to escape from bad company, some of you are here thinking, how do I get rid of this friend? Watch and pray. God will remove people out of your life. This is an important prayer we have to pray. Saying, God, remove certain people out of my life. Because until some people leave, our character will never change. 
and if you're wondering how do i get rid of this one company of bad friend how do i get rid of this friend because i somehow tell him goodbye but he comes back <laughs> you know some friends never leave they're so they're so loving <laughs> but you know, we have to pray that god takes certain people out of our life you see life is not about living on this earth it's about preparing for eternity heaven is our home you may have some expensive houses here but it doesn't matter one day fire is going to come <laughs> it's going to go don't worry it's going to go but there is a home that jesus is building for you that's beautiful jesus said i'm going what am i going to do i'm going to make a place for you in my father's house just, just imagine how how glorious that will be that you get to heaven there is no more crying no more sorrow no more pain no more weeping rejoicing in the presence of the son of god just how amazing that is going to be and what jesus says is watch and pray so you you will not fall into sin watch and pray so that you will not be carried away by bad company and you will think how can i leave this friend leave this friend so that you can improve in life amen if you look at the word watch i want to quickly talk about this the word translated as watch means to have alertness of guard at night you see a night watchman must be more vigilant than the watchman in the day because the watchman in the day can see enemy very clearly he can spot it because of the light but in the night a watchman has to use more than just eyesight so the watchman may not be able to see all the time in the night but he'll be able to sense the enemy that is coming so a night watchman is alone in the darkness so he has to use more than his eyesight to find out where the enemy is coming and so jesus is using these same ideas to explain to us about prayer see sometimes you'll be sleeping on your bed in the night and all of a sudden you'll you'll begin to sense this anger build up in your heart all of a sudden you'll begin to have memories of your past flashback of your past don't give in to that thought immediately don't give in to the memories of the past rather what you should do is immediately sit up and start praying because what is happening is that as you are sleeping the enemy is trying to bring back past memories painful scenes into your mind so that you can spend the night crying that's the way the enemy is trying to attack you and jesus is telling us watch and pray be careful what is coming near you because if you enter in everything it is going to drown you in sorrow but if you are vigilant about your life if you are careful about your life i tell you you will be able to stand for amen i let me share the story with you one morning around 3:45 i was up i was praying and uh, i wake up around that time uh some days at 5 and some days a little later but that's my prayer time and as i was praying i couldn't pray i couldn't pray i was wondering lord what is happening to me what is happening to me and uh, i felt i should go to the bathroom i i opened the bathroom okay don't be scared i saw a lady standing there in my house in my bathroom and this is what i hear let me see how you are going to pray let me see how you will prosper in your prayer <laughs> that day i i, I obviously it's a, it's a demonic force mangalore is not an easy place for ministry you can go to bangalore build a mega church here to have 100 people is a struggle you know why because there are spiritual forces of darkness trying to pull you down every moment 
and i wasn't this this is not just one time incident you know this is one of the many many that have happened in mangalore to me personally see many times we don't realize who's in our house we are thinking i'm just sleeping i'm just watching youtube videos there was this story this is a true story uh, they came someone came and told my dad pastor i go to sleep in the night and morning i see my kitchen the dishes are washed and kept clean a true story you may think it's free service <laughs> but it is something wrong that will be happening we may not be aware of the demonic forces that are at work all the time you may be someone who may not believe in devils and demonic forces i can tell you i'm an kind of like an expert on that subject i'll i'll do that in the bible study very soon the demonic forces are at work whether you realize it or not and unless you stand in prayer unless you watch and you're careful you cannot win over the works of the enemy sometimes you know my wife and i we have some loving fights my father in law is here i don't know if i just <laughs> my wife and i we have some arguments and as i go back to sleep in the night uh lord will put a word in my heart saying it's the enemy who's trying to attack your family See sometimes the fight that happens in your house is not because of the people in your house it's because of another person that you don't see that is why a watchman in the night has to see more than his sight we have to have the spiritual discernment to know who is in my house one day i'll share this another story one day i was talking about the beauty and the beast have you heard of that movie emma watson emma watson fans here i'll pray for you <laughs> just joke I speak about beauty and the beast and I'm, and I'm touching on the subject I go home uh, that that time I wasn't married I go home and in my hall that that figure is standing that you know the ugly figure is standing These are demonic forces at work trying to destroy your life and if you're not watchful you're not careful you know what will happen you'll come on stage you'll serve the lord you'll go home night you will fall into sin you'll be tricked into doing something that you didn't even want to do. Jesus says, "Watch and pray." You look at the life of disciples. Jesus is in the garden of Gethsemane and he's telling the disciples, "Watch and pray." For the spirit is willing, the body is weak. But you see what happened to the disciples? Jesus wanted the disciples to, you know, stay united. Because because dark times are going to come. dark times are good difficult times are going to come and jesus is warning them saying watch and pray watch and pray jesus said that two times and after that he stopped the roman guards come they take jesus away and the disciples are scattered jesus didn't want that to happen because he knew that if they don't pray temptation will come into their life many times we don't watch we are happy with whatever happens in our life we just pray and go to sleep Sometimes God will wake you up in the middle of the night to pray for somebody. Do that. There was one time I I was I was sleeping and God said, "Wake up. Pray for this person." And next day morning I get a call from them saying that around the same time there was a fight that was happening in my house. If you if you watch and pray, someone will be blessed. If you watch and pray, someone who is going through turmoil will find peace in their homes. The question you and I have to ask ourselves is am I watching and praying or am I just praying? Because we do not watch, because we are not you know discerning things around us, our prayer life grows weak time to time. It goes down 
because we don't realize what's happening around us and many times a prayer goes down and we know sunday it'll come back <laughs> happy with that no don't do that your your spiritual life has to be beyond the sunday service beyond the sunday service your prayer life your private life has to be filled with prayer if there is no prayer i can guarantee you that every step you take there will be a defeat there will be a failure and you'll be wondering god why am i not prospering in one relationship why is my life failing why are things that are scheduled to happen getting cancelled pray pray whatever you need in life pray be vigilant spend learn to spend all nights in prayer take one night off and seek the lord it's one of the best best practices in life it's one of the most precious moments i tell you you look at this church today all built on prayer everything built on prayer from the lights there are, there are people who come to our, my church and they're like oh you have so many things it's not built by man's power i tell you it's not built by man's power everything from the mic that i hold to the speakers that are hanging to the lights are all built on prayer because when we need something we seek the lord when we need something when you seek the lord he will grant it to you but when you need something if you if you're depending on people around you or on others who can provide for you you're always looking at a second rated source but when you need something go to god because he is our el shaddai all sufficient savior everything you need god is able to provide go to him and he will give you the best amen it is god who builds your life and the more you pray the more you are serious in prayer the more you watch and pray your life will be built on a solid ground and you will live a blessed life amen why don't we stand up in prayer